everybody's a dreamer and everybody's a star and everybody's in movies it doesn't matter who you are there are stars in every city in every house and on every street and when you walk down hollywood boulevard the names are written in concrete hey buddy it's hey buddy talking about it's going over again it's Polly Shore. It's Polly Shore, allegedly. Back at it at the movies. <laughs> this, that's, that's the most generous thing I've ever heard calling this a movie. This, yeah. this is, this is footage. I'll give it that much. It has been recorded on like a visual camera medium. Yeah. Um, this... There is. <sighs> I don't know. It's it's really hard to call this one like anything. Yeah, we're talking about Jury Duty 1995. Talking about Jury Duty. It's Duty, uh, all right. By Polly Shore, written <laughs> and directed by fucking written by some fucking Neil Tonkin, asshole. Barbara Williams, um, and Adam Small credited as Samantha Adams. Okay. I don't know who that is. I, yeah, I don't know who like, any of these people are. <laughs> it's starring Polly Short, Tia Carrera, Stanley Tucci, Brian Doyle Murray, Shelley Winters, and Abe Vigoda. Yep. Um, directed by John Fortenberry. Mm-hmm. Um, Noahs of f- cinema fans will know <laughs> that this is also actress Billy Bird's last screen appearance. <laughs> um, and that reviews were negative and the film was a box office bomb. Hmm. I wonder why. Fucking wonder what could have. Actually, I was gonna, I was gonna start with this. Okay. Uh, forgot to fucking pull this shit up. Because <laughs> uh, we talked about we talk about the letterbox reviews like every once in a while. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just want to read out the most popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, letterbox review or the second or even though the second one that shows up is mine <laughs> and it got four likes like usually the ones that show up in the most popular section have like a thousand likes maybe a couple of hundred mm-hmm. this one the most popular one is one with 26 likes mm-hmm. um the four star review uh and it's like even <laughs> it's funny that even the like biggest dis- defenders of this movie give it uh only give it four stars <laughs> There's overall Letterbox big website. Big um, website. I wonder if I can see how many people have rated it overall. Yes, five k people watched it. Oh five thousand people watched it. Five five thousand people found things to talk about with this movie. Well, not I think not all of them rated, but five thousand people watched it. Um, Two hundred forty one people liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the 5,000, uh, it has 13 five-star ratings. That's... That's <laughs> disgusting. That's like... <laughs> I think having 13 five-star ratings is even sadder than having none. Because that means that's... that there were some people who did, like, watch it. <sighs> uh, it but s- this review has four stars, and I think it's a good starting point to, yeah. to discuss this movie. Because it says, I think I did myself a disservice by rewatching this broken up in two pieces late at night. Jury Duty has always been my favorite Polish Shore vehicle, not counting Encino Man, of course. 
And I really have never understood why so many people embrace Biodome and Son-in-Law, but act like there's something fundamentally wrong with jury duty. Polly hits a lot of comedic heights, just with small gestures and vocal inflection. Post-weasel drip. Post-weasel drip! Pizzicato 5 is in the soundtrack. 12 Angry Man references every 5 seconds. Some interesting homoeroticism. Hmm. He lives in a trailer with his mother, Shelley Winters. His stepdad is a styrofoam collecting Charles Napier. Don't even get me started on how much I love Stanley Tucci's squealy little cartoon voice <laughs> and that guy who's in everything that was the original drama for Sonic Youth. Peanut watches Jeopardy. He sure fucking does. Who are you people who don't like this movie? Well, it's us. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> We're Sicko and Ebert. Welcome. I'm Janos. <laughs> I'm Roy. <laughs> oh my god. This this review is mind-blowing. This... Okay. Much to think about, first off. A lot to consider. I think... Let's pick it apart. Yeah, lots, lots to consider. Um, <laughs> this is this might be worth like a sentence by sentence analysis. Yeah, the we first gotta. Yeah. says, "I did myself a disservice by watching this broken up in two pieces late at night." Did you though? I don't think it's like I was not. I I watched like the first hour of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, and then got to the like horrible transphobic rape joke. And then I was like, fuck this. And I watched the rest like two days later. That was like seven minutes in. Oh, there's several. I, there I'm, were several, I'm talking, yeah, the... I'm talking oh, about yeah, the big yeah, yeah, yeah. scene that's okay, later. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's obviously like several uh, bad jokes and yeah, bad there's, there's yeah. some There's some real bad racism. Oh, um, it's... <laughs> In so many ways. Like, not even just like one type of racism. But, uh, it's so... What, okay. I have exactly six notes, okay, because yeah. let me... I have my notes somewhere at the other end of the room, give me one sec. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a whole note. But I did a you, so I, I did a you thing, because I uh, I started taking notes, and then I was like, there's just no point. Yeah, so, okay, with Son-in-Law, I'm sorry to get us off the point this, this early in, because we're supposed to be dissecting this amazing review from uh, yeah. Letterboxd user Scumbelina, but... Um, <laughs> I, t- so I didn't, I didn't take notes for, for Son-in-Law, but, like, it was enough of a movie, and there was enough stuff that, like, I could, I could keep up, and, like, I knew what the plot was, and I could remember the plot points. So I was actually surprised at how much I remembered without having taken notes. Yeah. But, um, with this, I wrote exactly six notes, and I cannot, I, I have, I'm, like, 99% sure that I have undiagnosed ADHD, so trying to concentrate on this movie when there's there isn't a plot. There's no story to this. Yeah. This is not a movie. I don't this I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think having ADHD or not is going to change a lot about this. This was this was painful. This was so painful to try to get through. Um I It was but it's but it's the thing like I I think what you what what you're trying to get at is also that uh it was not. It was very un, a very unpleasant experience mm-hmm. There's, like, to watch this movie. But at the same time, like once I turn it off, it's 
it has so little substance and not in exactly. the sense of sub not substance as like trying to say something yeah uh, like not not substance in like a, i don't i don't want a polish horror movie to have like a message or themes yeah. or anything that's not but it has little so little substance as like as like being a movie like as existing in a space mm-hmm. it's 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 just like evaporates immediately like it's so hard to grasp it, it is. is utterly bizarre yeah. like it feels I, I i said in my review that it's just a fever dream like it's yeah it's you, you're watching it and you're not actually sure like if you're watching the right movie if this <laughs> is actually like a thing that people made it's like you're what it's 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 the closest you'll get to like disassociating watching a polish horror movie like it's it's unbelievable it like it doesn't feel real it it really doesn't it feels this is the polish horror cringe compilation is what this is this isn't a movie the so the six back to back to what I was getting at because this is just yeah. I, this movie is disorganized. This whole episode is going to be disorganized. I don't know how we're going to talk about this movie in chronological order. I don't know I don't what there is even to talk about. Yeah, my six notes. Let me read my six notes because this is going to yeah. sum it up. This is the whole episode. Uh, this movie is racist. Nothing is happening. TV correspondent's name is Richard Hertz. This is edited in funny comedy ways. It's disgusting. In mm-hmm. all caps. God, this is so racist. Stanley Tucci yep. is right. Those are all of my notes. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, I I have more notes, but I stopped at the point where uh, where the movie has been where where the movie suddenly shifts into a Twelve Angry Men parody, <laughs> and then Polly is actually watching Twelve Angry Men. That made me so mad. <sighs> it's. It's, like, not the most offensive part of the movie, but it's the one that, like, made me mad because you can't, like, watch the thing you're parodying in the thing that parodies it. Yeah! <laughs> it's... But also, it's, like, it the, the movie changes what it is, like, every ten minutes. Yeah! Like, it, it takes 45 minutes into the movie until it decides to become a 12 Angry Man parody. Yeah! And then it abandons it again. Because the first the first 45 minutes are just shenanigans, but they're not even... They're not entertaining shenanigans. They don't do anything. Yeah. They do nothing. I mean, like, it's like people have called it, like even when it came out, people have called it like one of the unfunniest comedies ever made. Oh, yeah. And that is true, but it's also just like one of the most bizarre viewing experiences. Like just calling it unfunny doesn't get to the core of like how it's not unfunny. It's like... It, it makes like, it it actively drains drains your own sense of humor. Like I feel like I'm yeah. becoming unfunny by like association <laughs> by just by just watching this. This is the least funny episode of this podcast, just because we're talking about it. <laughs> this it's insane. It's insane that somebody took this footage and then put it in mm-hmm. some kind of order and had to like edit sound to it and like add visual effects and all of this shit it it's it's yeah unbelievable it's this is i mean that's someone oh my god okay how do i even approach talking about the director of this movie um let's sort this by release date (laughs) earliest first so here's please please Here's the oeuvre of john fortenberry director of jury duty uh the first one, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven things he directed were stand-up specials. Um, <laughs> first one was Bill Hicks. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Tingle. Medusa. Dare to be truthful. I don't know what this is. This looks like a... No, this actually... Okay, this one isn't a stand-up special. Okay. Uh, Medusa. Dare to be truthful. In this made-for-showtime television spoof of Madonna's Truth or Dare documentary... Comedienne Julie Brown portrays Medusa, an egocentric, hypersexual, and not particularly talented pop star on international five-day world tour. So this is like a parody of a, Med- a Madonna thing that I don't know about. Like this was, I guess, something that was hot back then. Yeah, um, I know. I know Julie Brown was a another MTV VJ. So I guess that's what John Fortenberry likes to work with. Yeah. Yeah. The next one. He directed was a stand-up spe- special by Susie Essman. I don't know this person, but the next person we all know. <laughs> uh, this is HBO Presents Gilbert Gottfried Comment <laughs> Performance, 1992. Tremendous. Uh, There's like two others by people who didn't know. And then he directed Jury Duty. And this was apparently his breakout thing so much that they gave him another movie, which is A Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Can't wait. Will Ferrell and Chris Catan. Weirdly lacking Jim Carrey. I wonder why they like how why like Jim Carrey was like I'm actually good. <laughs> 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 like a fucking Jim Carrey decides to like no, I don't think the sketch the, the SNL <laughs> bit where the whole joke is that we're bobbing our heads to what is love, baby don't hurt me. <laughs> um I don't think that's worth... I don't think I'm going to take a paycheck for turning that into the movie. Thank you very much. Yeah, I like can't believe... James can't... Carey rejects your movie. James Carey turned down A Night at the Roxbury directed by John Fortenberry to film The Truman Show, if you can believe that. <laughs> and then the next things he directed were also not movies because he directed a Mitch Hedberg <laughs> stand-up special. Um... And then he directed the, M- the Comedy Central roast of Dennis Leary and Jeff Foxworthy. Wow. He's got, uh, he's got a director's credit for the pilot, the 2000 pilot of the Michael Richards show. <laughs> <laughs> he directed a thing, after all these specials, he directed a thing called Underfunded. Which is a 90 minute long thing. Nobody has seen this. <laughs> like, there's two ratings on Letterboxd. Four people have loved this. I don't think this exists. <laughs> uh, and after that, the one thing, the last movie, he, he directed one more thing that is like not a movie, uh, but apparently Brooks has seen it. Oh, God. This is Whitney Cummings' Money Shot. This okay. is a, yeah, this is a comedy set. This is another comedy special, I guess. Okay. Yeah, of course uh, Brooks has seen it. And then the final, the third actual movie he directed after Jury Duty and um, Night at the Roxbury is Fred 2, <laughs> Night of the Living Fred. <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> remember Fred from YouTube? Remember Fred from YouTube? Do you remember Fred Figglehorn from YouTube? And it's not even, like, the first Fred the movie, It's right? not. It's the, it's the sequel to Fred the movie called Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred, in which uh, 
Fred suspects that his new music teacher is a vampire, so he and his friend Bertha set out to save the town from this garlic-hating fiend. Oh my god. The tagline is, grab some garlic, Fred's going vampire hunting. Hope that works out for him. <laughs> this has... This one actually has 295 5-star five, five ratings and very few in between. Like, there's very few here between 1-star and 5-star, uh, which... Uh, I can imagine very yeah. few people saw it. Um, Who rates, like, Fred 2? This is a 2011 movie. Like, Letterboxd didn't ex exist back then. And I can't see Fred still having, like, an adamant fan base. The last time I heard about Fred, like, contemporaneously was when Quentin Reviews did a retrospective on him, like, ten months, a year ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, look at the fucking cover for it, too, by the way, just <laughs> that face. That's <laughs> how I feel bad. right now. Yeah, he looks like how I feel talking about this movie. He's jo John Cena. John Cena is in this. John Cena is on the cover, I bet. Oh no, John Cena played Fred's dad in Fred he the did, movie. He I did. remember this now, yeah. <laughs> Wait, honestly, Fred could be a sicko. Um, and he has two movies, I think. So. He has two movies. Oh, no, he has three. He also has Fred 3, Camp Fred. Excellent. Um, Excellent. This one looks even worse. <laughs> This one has Tom Arnold. Fred 3 has Tom Arnold as Floyd Spunkmeyer. Of course Tom Arnold is in it. Have you seen <laughs> Have you seen the clip from The Simpsons where it's one of the Treehouse of Horrors and they get launched into the sun and uh, they realize that it's the, the, the spaceship that's going to be launched into the sun instead of the one that's going mm. to another planet because the first person they see on it is Tom Arnold. And then Pauly Shore is also there. Of course. <laughs> of course. I would just say the the uh, on the on the poster of Fred Three Camp Fred, uh, Fred is wearing a T-shirt that says the word "I want a pee pee." Me too, dude. Don't and we then all? the like the like letterbox cover thing, like at the top or header image, that has like all the camp members from Camp Fred, and they all wear this T-shirt. Uh, so I'm sure that's going to be very funny in the actual movie. Yeah, I'm sure that's hilarious. <sighs> I'm trying to find other ways to not talk about jury duty, uh, but I guess we can talk more about this review. The second sentence says, Jury duty has always been my favorite Polishore vehicle, not counting Encino Man, of course. Why would you not count Encino Man? I guess that's too big of a movie, or it has... It's it's like an... Because it's an actual movie, but I do just... think the son-in-law was, like, more enjoyable than Encino Man, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, Encino Man is, like... That's the obvious choice. That's the normie answer. Yeah, that's the normie's um, favorite Polly Shore movie, I think. Yeah, uh, real Polly heads will sit there and go, son-in-law. But, um... Yeah, it's like saying, my favorite Rush album, not counting moving pictures. Yeah! <laughs> 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 Actually, a better, better, better example would be, like, a fa my favorite King Crimson album, not counting in the Court of the Crimson King, because, like, yeah. I genuinely, like, 95% of People who have uh, who have listened to King Crimson have listened to the first album and none uh, of the others. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's this is like um, yeah, my this is my favorite Pauly Shore movie. Oh yeah, name four others that aren't Encino Man. <laughs> 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 
this is the uh, <laughs> the hipster This is take. the red of Polly Shore's uh, <laughs> filmography. <laughs> this is the Shoreless Weezer red album Bible of Polly Shore's discography. <laughs> Uh, and I have never really understood why so many people embrace Biodome and Son-in-Law but act like there's something fundamentally wrong with Jury Duty this is so funny to me because yes there is something fundamentally wrong with Jury Duty the most rancid thing I have seen in my life (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot wrong with Jury Duty parentheses 1995 starring Pauly Shore chiefly that it's Jury Duty 1995 starring Pauly Shore Mm. I will say, reading this, and also when I posted my letterbox review, I got a I got a com- comment by someone saying because I said in my review, I I sure fucking hope Biodome isn't worse than this because I can't <laughs> imagine how it could be. Uh-huh. And someone said, "Oh, Biodome is one of the best poly movies, actually." Next week, I mean. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> I'm pressing, uh, I'm pressing X to doubt that, but maybe it's going to be like a one and a half star movie instead of a half star movie. I know. So I, I take what I get. The one thing that I do know about Biodome, other than the funny weird Al mention that it got, is yeah. that Tenacious D is in it. So for oh, I heard whatever, of that. Yeah, Tenacious D before they were like, before anybody knew who they were. So that's that's going to happen to us. Um, yeah. Why don't we? What's the um, next? Yeah, Polly. Polly hits a lot yeah. of comedic highs, just with small gestures and vocal inflection post weasel drip. <laughs> are you sure, though? What are you talking about? <laughs> what were you on when you were watching this? We were not watching the same movie. This is not Polly Shore, first off. This is, like, no. another case, like... It's not... Like, it's the same thing as in the army now, where this could be anybody, but... In this one, for some reason, the fact that it is Pauly Shore, like, it makes it way worse. Like, the fact that anybody could have played fucking Who's It's in, in the army now was like, yeah. that was just like, whatever, okay, fine, Pauly Shore's who you got, okay, I'll take it. He's, he's at least, there's like, very, very, very tiny moments where I recognize that, yes, this is Pauly Shore. In this one, the fact that it's Pauly Shore doing this makes me feel f- sorry for Pauly Shore. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, looking at his YouTube, he's just, like, I shared some of the clips mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on the YouTube. He, you know, he also has a, he also has a video, like, he has a couple of weird series stuff. He has one series where, uh, where, where he, puts himself, like, green screens himself into (laughs) classic movie scenes. But what's really weird about them is that there's no joke. Like, it's not... He's not parodying them. He tries to take it very seriously that uh, what if I was John Travolta? What if me, Pauly Shore, was John Travolta in the famous, like, Le Big Mac scene? (laughs) uh, Like, Epic Big Mac. Yeah. Uh, But... That, okay, that's one of them. That's fine. But then he does like fucking Billy Crystal in the, uh, in the or in the f- uh, fake orgasm scene in when uh, Harry met Sally, which is just really bizarre to me because like very clearly like Billy Crystal isn't the focus of that scene. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not a. He's it's incidental. Not a scene to cho- show off your acting chops. You just have to like say, uh, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. So that Meg Ryan can do her thing. 
It's. <laughs> I feel like just want to fuck Mac Mac Ryan. Is that it? <laughs> You've become this the the Pauly Shore ephemera scholar like this past week. <laughs> yeah, You've and then there's so like another another thing on his YouTube where he posts workout videos. Uh, but they're called like five minute work. It's called something like sweat with the wheeze. Oh my god. Is he trying to game the algorithm? <laughs> I guess. But they're like, called five-minute workout videos, and none of them go over four minutes. Like, they're oh all, God. like, three minute fifty. Everything is wrong. Like, nothing has... I feel like jury duty is where Pauly Shore, like, fell into the void. And, like... I think this, this broke is, him. This, yeah, this is the movie that just, like spit him into the dimension that we're in right now and turned him into like no longer are we laughing with him mm. like i feel like in another universe he bounced back from in the army now in the army now was bad it wasn't enjoyable but there's a universe out there where he went on to rebuild his career and people people look at him fondly yeah. However, he could have become universe, like an Adam Sandler. He could have, yeah. He could have. Who fucking knows? But in this one, he came back. He, this jury duty put him through a wood chipper. And now yeah. we're trying to assemble a chair out of him. And you can't do that with sawdust. He's. Everything is wrong with him. Everything he tries <laughs> to do just. Is it. There's just something that's not quite right with anything. And this is where it started because. This whole movie isn't right. The whole movie is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine, like, being... Being Polly Shore, and the the director of your movie comes to you and he says, Okay, so today, what you're gonna have to do is... Um, the, the joke here is that you're in a 12 angry man situation, uh, but you're trying to convince the, the rest of the jury to, uh, to first order food. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna look like it's gonna look like you have a result, but you actually hand them the recipe. So what I want you to do is to say the word Chinese, but in the most racist voice you can imagine, and make a few like more racist noises with that. Can you do that for me, Polly? Yeah. I hope I hope I get to direct the Comedy Central roast of Jeff Foxworthy after <laughs> this. So you really got to do me a favor and like do yeah. a very racist voice here. So yeah. Jeff can um, <laughs> Jeff can pick me out. <laughs> <laughs> so I can go on to direct Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred. Yeah. Polly, if you look behind me, I have the crank and I'm pulling it up to full racist. That's how <laughs> racist I want you to be in this scene. Can you do that for me? Can you, can you just do that carry for that me, through Polly? the entire picture? Yeah, can you do that for me, Polly? Can you please can be you as racist a little, as possible? A little solid. No, not like that. Say it more racistly. I don't know. We're not more. getting gang. We're not getting food. Until Polly does a really racist voice. <laughs> you, want, you want all these eats. people to starve? Nobody eats until Polly does the racist bow. I have all day. I have some I have some cereal bars with me. I'm good. But <sighs> Roger over there, the camera guy, he has he has three children and a wife at home waiting for him. <laughs> You really want you really want him to like not get his lunch break. You really want you really want to keep him here all day, Polly. 
Do you have any empathy for this man? He's working so hard. Just All you got to do is say Chinese in like a very, very racist voice. <laughs> it's going to be on celluloid immortalized forever. <laughs> People are going to be able to look this up and watch it whenever they feel like it. Uh, <laughs> you got to make this count. I got to say this review saying... Polly hits comedic highs just with small gestures. There's nothing small he does in this one. He does nothing small. He's yelling through the entire movie. <laughs> what are you fucking small talking about? Small gestures and vocal inflection. Um, what are you? Are you talking? Did, did this person get? Did this person get Polly Shore confused with Stanley Tucci? <laughs> What are they fucking yeah, talking about? Later on, they say, "Don't even get me started how much I love Stanley Tucci's squealy little cartoon voice." <laughs> this is who's the original drummer for Sonic Youth who is in this? Who are they fucking talking about? I don't know who this is. Sonic Youth original founding members of Sonic Youth. Um, Thurston Moore, I heard of him. <coughs> Kim Gordon, of course. Uh, Steve Shelley was the okay, original drummer. I think um, Steve Shelley is the person because... Hold on. I don't see a filmography on his Wikipedia Okay, page. yeah, I thought I was looking at one, but no, I wasn't. I just wasn't reading it. Who Did, the fuck are they talking about? Steve Shelley... Movies? Hold on, Steve Shelley, Jury Duty. Don't think he was in this. Yeah, I don't... No, there's a guy named Steven Semmer, and then there's someone named Shelly Winters in this. Oh my fucking god. I don't know if this per Did this person not watch Jury... D I don't think this person <laughs> watched the movie. Do you think this person thinks Abe Vigoda was the original drama for Sonic Youth? Like, that's <laughs> the only actor in this movie I can think of who was in a lot of stuff. only redeeming quality of this movie is that I get I, I get to say the words Judge Abe Vigoda. <laughs> if this, if Scumbelina on Letterboxd Scumbelina, if that is your real name has fucking is from a Berenstein universe where Abe Vigoda was in Sonic Youth, I, I need to <laughs> I need to learn more about this. What if Abe Vigoda was in Sonic Youth? <laughs> That would be like a great sketch. Like, just fucking. <laughs> get Kim Gordon, get Steve Thurston. Uh, just put fucking. Ape oh Vigoda there as, uh, in like Vigoda. his full. Like, that would be so good. It would be really good, I think. It would be much better than Jury Duty for sure. Uh, then, Just... then the review says Pizzicato 5 in the soundtrack. I don't know what this means. Pizzicato 5 was... Because I was looking that up. Um, I think they were the band that did that. There's a song that plays a couple of times that's in Japanese. And Pizzicato oh, 5 is the band yeah, that okay. does that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, was, that was one of the better parts of the movie. That song was <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just bizarre. Like, I never hear, like, Japanese pop music in just random american movies ever and the fact that it's in this movie is like it's just another bizarre. weird fucking quality of this movie who did that who did who did this 
Who is responsible for choosing the songs for jury duty? Who's who sneaked that one in? Who did this? Who did this? <laughs> Do you think someone from Pizzicato Five was like the producer's son? Oh. <laughs> Um, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Hold on, I gotta, I, yeah. I can't not, I can't sit on this. I need to find this out. Let me see if there's anything in the Wikipedia article because that might be, that might be something. I don't see anything in there. Um, let me, Pizzicato Five, Jury Duty. I forgot the name of the movie. I almost put S- Steve Shelley. Um. The set, the soundtrack for this movie, by the way, is like six songs long. There's nothing in it. No. Um, uh, like, oh, here we go. Okay, somebody asked Paulie Shore on Twitter. Okay. Because uh, he posted a funny clip from from the film, mm-hmm. and um, somebody asked him. Here we go. Yeah, one of my favorites. Some emojis. Plus, it features Sweet Soul Review. How did that Pizzicato 5 song find its way into jury duty? And then they posted the song itself. He didn't answer, which is sad. Oh my um, god. Okay. So I guess <laughs> I it's was still a mystery. But yeah, I was really hoping. Uh, hold on. I saw something else. Oh my. Oh my god. Hold on. I gotta. This was, this was a couple more replies down in the same thread. So just enjoy, enjoy that. If you gotta. Oh, that's great. It's really good. <laughs> Today will be within the juice. Mm. That's, uh, that's great work by whoever made this. It's great. It's I don't great. know. I have I have done some posting in my life. <laughs> um, but I don't I don't want to imagine the version of me who puts together something like this. Yeah. It's like a few degrees removed from something I do. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's just this is just too much. It looks like something Pauly Shore would do. It, it looks does. like something he himself. <laughs> he but, himself but like even even all of the all of the clips where he like put himself into pop fiction or where he like put himself into Lost in Translation was like that also looked like someone doing a shit post, like someone just like yeah. pasting Pauly Shore into it. The fact that the man did it himself and then posted it to his YouTube, and people are like liking it like if we ever d- uh, do a do a stream again we can just like maybe look at some of the comments of that because <laughs> it's this letterbox stream oh <laughs> god uh, this, mm. let's see what else uh 12 angry men references every five seconds oh yeah i was gonna talk about thing. that that's not true there is like one chunk of the movie like for the first 45 minutes no 12 angry men references and then because I don't know, we we're like fifty minutes into recording this episode, and we still haven't like really said what this movie is about. But it's, it's basically Polly Shore, Shore does jury duty so that he can stay at a hotel. Uh, he gets assigned for a sicko murder for like a high high degree like murder case, uh, and then. This is like 45 minute chunk of the movie. Tons of shenanigans that we can't talk about if we want to. Uh, and then the 12 Angry Men stuff starts where they like do the all the like 
uh, members of the jury like go into their little room, uh, <laughs> just like at the beginning of Twelve Angry Men. Like it takes forty five minutes to even get there, yeah. where the where Twelve Angry Men starts. <clears throat> And then for like 10 minutes, it's, oh, this is a 12 Angry Men parody. Uh, what if he, what if instead of uh, appealing to the moral character, he was like drawing funny things on a board? Uh, what if he said Chinese in a racist voice? That's, that's that chunk and then it morphs into something else. But in the end, it turns out Stanley Tucci was the bad guy. I don't fully understand how because we never really know what the case is. Yeah, like, the the case is, like, a serial killer, and they're calling him yeah. the fast food killer or some shit like that, because... I don't remember if he was, like... I think it was, like, he used to work at... The, the, the suspect is, like, a guy who used to work at a bunch of fast food chains, and, like, all the victims were fast food workers, I guess. And um, there's all this shit about collecting styrofoam... Uh, like, Polly Shore's stepdad collects styrofoam for money for some reason, because that's a thing that you can do. Yes. Uh, and sure. eventually, Polly is collecting styrofoam with his stepdad, and he finds a piece of styrofoam from one of the uh, 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 fast food places, and he his brain does math that we don't see and can't comprehend, and he realizes that Stanley Tucci, environmentalist, was actually the bad guy because it's bad to be concerned about the environment. Um, and Stanley Tucci yeah, does... Yeah, terrorism or whatever. Yeah, it's evil. Stanley <laughs> Tucci tries to kill him. They throw Stanley Tucci off a balcony... Um, I guess he's dead. Yeah, uh, they win, and then Polly becomes a... He becomes a stripper who collects money so that he can then become a lawyer, and his dog becomes a Jeopardy contestant. Haha. Haha. Funny. The, that's the... That's the first way you know that something is wrong with this movie, is because Polly Shore... Polly Shore's character in this film is... An unemployed, aspiring, erotic dancer, I'll say. And that in and of itself, like, it's, it's, like, yes, haha, hilarious, Pauly Shore of yeah. all people is playing funny, funny, sexy man. But, like, the fact that that's the kind of humor that they think is going to work is what is truly offensive <laughs> yeah that's what's and we, upsetting we said this in the in 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 the army now already i think is that like in that movie all the jokes were like not really like set up and punchline it was like just the thing and the thing itself is supposed to be funny like just the fact yeah. that the drill sergeant is a woman is supposed to be funny and there's no joke to it yeah. and this is the same thing where like just the fact that to see like a male erotic dancer who is played by Polly Shore is supposed to, it, it, like you're supposed to laugh at that already like just as the concept um, it's so funny isn't it funny when he, he does comes come out on out the stage his... dressed yeah he's dressed like a milkman and he puts little bottles of milk down on the on the stage and he does a silly little he dressed skip like a milkman and it plays pop goes the weasel for a few seconds just to remind you of like better Polly Shore movies <laughs> Isn't it funny? Isn't it so funny? You remember the weasel, right? It's not gonna be in this one. He's not gonna be in this one. Uh, this movie killed the weasel. Not... Yeah. There's no weasel to be found. This movie took the weasel out back and shot him. 
in cold blood. He was doing fine. He didn't need to be put out of his misery. Yeah. It just put I a don't know how head. how this happened. Like I don't know how how he got this movie cuz like even if Son-in-Law was like happen, less yeah. successful than than uh than uh Encino Man, which mm-hmm. like happens. I don't know why he suddenly got into the hands of like the psychopaths who wrote this. <laughs> like I don't that's I don't what, know I'm what goes about, wrong yeah. to like get a movie like this. That's that's what I'm saying. Like when I said, you know, this movie feels like it's. This is where I feel sorry for Pauly Shore because it doesn't feel like anybody making this movie is, like, making it with any concern for him. It feels like. Yeah. It feels like they're being mean to him by making this movie. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It yeah. just feels like, yeah, it feels like they're going, oh, yeah, haha, fucking remember Pauly Shore? Get this idiot in here. He'll do anything. You know, it feels like they're being mean to him. It's upsetting. Yeah, like, I thought, because, like, I knew of Pauly Shore as a punchline, you know, yeah. like, when we started doing this. Mm-hmm. That was the thing, that he's, like, a punch punchline of, like, a washed-up guy who used to, like, mm-hmm. have, th- who used to be, like, very successful, like, successful for a very short period of time for, with diminishing yeah, he returns, had a, right? But this feels like it's he already is a punchline. Like, the movie is doing yeah. the punchline to him. Yeah. Like, which seems, like, seems mean yeah. for the movie to do this. Like, yeah, like, why... Yeah, this is only three years out from Encino Man, too. So it's like, how... How did this happen? I need to examine how this happened. You know, this what is a, was this the relationship movie? between Pauly Shore and his agent? Like, did he piss his agent off somehow? <laughs> did this? Did he sleep with his agent's wife? Like, what was what was going on? What the fuck happened? How did how could this movie have happened? This they they call this this movie is called Jury Duty because it's a crime scene. Somebody needs to investigate yeah. it. Like, <sighs> yeah, like this. Let's... So, like, yeah, it starts with the erotic dance thing, uh, and then we find out that like his parents are poor. Uh, yeah, they live they in a they don't live in have a money little... and doesn't get any good jobs. Yeah, they live in like a little motor home, and his mom says, "I'm gonna go to Vegas and marry your stepdad, and we're taking, uh, we're taking the house that we live in in order to be there." Figure it out yourself, uh, and they yeah. just leave. Yeah, and earlier before he gets the jury duty letter, but he like throws it away and he's like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do it." Yeah. Uh, but <coughs> after his mom is gone, he's like, "Okay, well, my mom said that jurors get free accommodation, five dollars a day." Remember, so his mom. This is something that I just remembered. His mom says, "Oh yeah, I set up accommodations with." Fucking whoever they are, it doesn't matter. They're family, friends, whatever. And he thinks about them, and he be- he becomes disgusted because his he doesn't want to stay with his his family friends because um, the wife yeah. is a, a big fat lady and the husband is is a, a little person. Isn't that funny that he doesn't want to stay with them because so they're funny. it's so funny. So he <sighs> instead of yeah instead of staying with them, he digs through the dumpster to find his jury duty letter. And then he goes on to, like, sit through several screening processes to pick which 
case he's gonna sit on, which, like... Yeah, so, like, at this point, I was, like, really confused about how the American justice system works. Not like this. Like, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Is it really how this works? It's not. This is, like, a montage of... Because Paulie wants... He's like, I want a trial that is, like, high-profile... So I get the good hotel rooms because my yeah, mom told one... me that the very high profile trials get a get a fancy hotel room. He also wants one that's going to go on for a long time because he wants to have accommodations yes. for yeah. He wants this is to, a movie yeah, about inadequate housing. Yeah. Uh, so um, so he he there's like a montage of like different trial stuff where Polly is doing some like practical comedy routines for like all of them where he's like. It's cases that are very clearly, like, not going to go on for a long time, or it's, like, you know, someone... Uh, it's all, know. like, civil cases, There's one yeah. where he starts... Yeah, it's, like, civil cases, one where he starts screaming at the at the guy <coughs> who's on trial, like, Hey, I know you from high school. Yeah. Uh, I guess so that he gets put on a different trial. I don't know. This montage is very confusing. Um, just like most of the movie, because you don't know where you don't know where anything goes. Yeah, it's first off from from the perspective of the the American legal system. To give you some perspective on that, yeah, um, this isn't how it works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you don't get to shop for what case you're going to be put on. Um, that f- fucking doesn't happen. They do sit you down and, like, go through, like, I'm not sure if it's a questionnaire or if it's, like, specific, um, like, a specific interview for, like, details relating to the specific case. Because, like, usually they have a case that they already want to put you on. Um, and they ask you questions about things that could influence your opinion. So, like, if you know the people involved, if you have specific biases... And that's a thing that happens a lot is that people will be like, yeah, I'm just going to go in and say that, like, I I openly hate every cop in order to get out of jury duty, you know, because if you have yeah. any kind of whatever bias like that, they're not going to put you on. Um, and uh, so so there's that type of shit. And um, but you don't get to pick which. You don't sit in, like, a pretend jury to watch part of a case that's insane? That isn't how it works? Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad I, it wasn't just, like, my non-understanding of the American (laughs) system, because it was very bewildering montage. Uh, This is the legal system of aliens. I guess it was just... Hey, you want to know what the German title to this movie is? I just saw it. Oh, no. <laughs> the German title is Chaos, Schwiegersohn Junior im Gerichtssaal, which means chaos, exclamation mark, son-in-law junior in the, uh, in the, what's it called, justice room. <laughs> I don't know what Gerichtssaal is in. What the, What's the word for this in English? courtroom (laughs) (laughs) so i guess they were like i guess they were like oh you remember you remember paulie shore from son-in-law so i'm just gonna put it in the title (laughs) he's he's someone's son-in-law he's somebody's son-in-law i guess (laughs) 
my god! The alternative the title is an alternative title in German, which is just Chaos Junior and Trotteringgerichtsa, which means uh, Chaos Junior, an idiot in the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's this thing with German movie titles. They used to do this a lot. I think they're doing it less <laughs> these days, but like up until oh. like 10 years ago, it was very common that even for movies that aren't comedies, they tried to make, to put some sort of pun or some sort of like more descriptive like to make like short movie titles that are stuff like jury duty you know where it's just like two words (laughs) that you're just gonna have to like inflate them so it's like more people get drawn in i guess because there's more words in the title i don't know what the logic is but there's there were some like really weird ones that's wild Um, they would like, I don't know, like the movie, the movie in Bruges was, I mm. remember the German title for that was Brugge sehen und sterben, which is like to go to Bruges and to die there, <laughs> <laughs> which is a kind of a spoiler. Like that's the thing that the, the big twist of the movie is that the protagonist goes to Bruges because or is invited to Bruges because his boss or like that other the other gangster that caught him there is uh, wants him to wants him to see Bruges before he dies because he's going to kill him. Uh, uh-huh. But that's like, you know, the the title kind of spoils that. That is like a reveal, like, much later in the movie. So that's that's also not <laughs> a typical thing. Um, where the fuck were we? Oh, he gets... Uh, yeah, I, that's why I wrote, how does the system work? Uh, and he just wrote down tuna salad, which is, I guess, because I guess when he gets put on, when he gets chosen for the... Carl Wayne Bishop case. They're mm. like, we have tuna salad here, and this, that's great for him. That's great, yeah. They're just throwing um, anything. It's uh, yeah. Um, there's like a bit where like all the jurors are uh, at a remodeled uh, at a place that is being remodeled for the 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 suite for the hotel so it's like really this there's like construction stuff and he has to stay with his old school principal in yep. a room who is like listening to self-help or help audiobooks to fall asleep which means that the poly who is called tommy in this movie tommy can't fall asleep hey Polly has a normal Whatever. name in this movie he doesn't have a silly yeah. funny comedy name like stony they or... gave up they gave up they couldn't think of anything <laughs> They gave up with this one. Yeah. This movie is, like, really... Just... It's not trying anything. Um, what was I gonna say? That, I don't know. Some wacky shenanigans with the first, like, jury hearings. And then there's one of the most bizarre scenes I've ever seen, which is the dream sequence. This is fucking insane! This dream sequence is demented. He's like... Okay, so... So weird. So he's sitting in the jury box, and the uh, prosecutor is giving her opening statements. And Polly is getting bored, and he kind of nods off, and he starts having, like, Beavis and Butthead do America trip sequence, like, dreams, where everybody is, like, narrating, they're, like, mouthing the things that she's saying, um, and it's going from thing to thing. There's, like, Tia Carrera, who's another juror, is, like, 
fucking around with some, like, sunscreen or some... Some manner of cream. Ew. Um, uh, There's, like... I don't remember if it's the principal or if it's Brian Doyle Murray who... Please, please find something better for him to do. Um, is like riding a horse or something, and it's just like going between all of these things. And there's like a sunset background. It's. I I don't think words can describe how <laughs> fucking bizarre this scene, the sequence is. Like it comes out of nowhere and just like, just the visuals are just so. So bewildering. There's such a strange rhythm to it. Like it's so it's, fucking weird. It's gonna make you think that you are hallucinating this. Yeah. <laughs> like you want to like adjust your settings to to like skip back to the right movie. Like I don't know. This Very fucking weird. movie. Uh, this this movie is hazardous to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so, another there's another insane bit like like a little bit later there's cuz cuz there's there's like the, the, there it's it's kind of it's like really hard to understand what this case is right yeah because all these it's it's presented in like this montage way again yeah with like the different things that come up and it's like we're supposed to believe like the whole joke of this movie is that this Calvin Bishop is like very clearly a sicko he's like just a really twisted unpleasant guy there's mm-hmm. gonna be some great jokes about that later um, yeah it's excellent but it's it's like so there's there's like all these like witnesses they show, and they're all like in these weird costumes. It's which are like insane. fast food costumes, I guess. But it's yeah, it's they're supposed to be their like fast food restaurant uniforms. Like there's a girl who comes up and she's wearing wearing a hot dog hat thing, and it looks insane. She looks insane, and she's told to do racism voice. Um, everybody is fucking. This movie is so goddamn racist. Sorry, I keep coming back to it because that's just, like, so glaring. But the, they're all wearing this shit. There's, like, I don't even remember what else there is. But they're just, they're all dressed like food. Who fucking cares? It's hilarious. Yeah. Put them in a hot yeah, dog Yeah, the hot dog one was the one that really, that really stuck out. This is, once again, like, just, once again, lack of any, lack of really constructing a joke. And it's just, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if one of the people who testified was dressed up as a hot dog? It's not even one of the people. They who don't do testified. a jo- joke with it, like. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if somebody was wearing a hot dog hat? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be so funny? That's it. Yeah. That's cause... it. Like, remember the remember the I think you should leave skit where it's like his <laughs> he crashes his hot dog car car into a building or whatever, and then people are like. We gotta find the find the guy who did this, and then he shows oh. up in his hot dog mascot and is like, "I wish we could find the guy who could who yeah. did this." Uh, and it's like the joke is that it's very obvious that he him who did this. <laughs> now imagine how much better this sketch would be if there wouldn't wasn't a car that crashed into anything, <laughs> and he didn't say what he says. He just like shows up in a normal situation and is wearing the hot dog suit, and that's it. It would be so funny. I would laugh so hard. It would be so much better. It would be better and more funny. 
<laughs> I'm gonna write a note to Tim Robinson that <laughs> for the next season he should just wear the hot dog suit with like no no context just like making make a normal scene where he's wearing a hot dog suit and that's because Dear that's Tim all Robinson, you need. do you take cons- constructive criticism <laughs> yeah in that in that sketch where you're where you're like dressed as that guy and you're like complaining about how you're wearing too much shit and that you want to die uh just don't say that like just wear that i think it would be funnier if the if the sketch sketch was just you are going to wear this and then he says okay and that he wears this and then cut away that's all it needs that's all it needs that's what this whole movie is just every scene is wouldn't it yeah. be funny if fill in the blank <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if polish were dressed funny in drag if there was a yeah oh god <laughs> i know i want to i'm just like trying to navigate this movie so we don't have to talk about that scene i don't uh, want it. that's the last Janos, I'm the one who has to edit this episode. Yeah. We can't fucking talk about that scene. That scene is the we most cannot. vile thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so bad. It's fucking horrible. Not only is, is this movie so goddamn racist, this movie has the audacity yeah. to also be unbelievably transmisogynistic as well. It's just fucking rancid. This movie is But it's horrific. also, like, it's not just... Yeah. It's... <sighs> There's a scene later in the movie, this is all I say, where Polly dresses up in drag to pretend to be the murder suspect's uh, girlfriend so that he can get some information out of him that could help the, uh, the jurors to... Um, to prove his innocence, I guess. And, uh-oh, this wacky, dr- uh, dressed-up-as-drag things goes wrong. Uh-oh. You can imagine what the rest of this scene is. It's very, very bad. Goes on for very long. Um, it never there's fucking a set, there's ends. Setup, there's even, like, setup to this before, uh, and this is what uh, the letterbox reviewer, I assume, called... Um, interesting homoeroticism because there's yeah. a bit earlier where Polly like rise uh, like r- writes uh, let's go on a date or like call me or whatever your heart to if he wants to t- throw it to Tia Ferrer's character mm-hmm. uh, who is even remember how in Son-in-Law we were like how, how did this romance happen yeah in this one, it's even less of a reason why the romance would happen. Like, he's just what being is she a doing? perf to her, and then at the end, she likes it. What is she doing in this movie? Why is she here? She's one of the one of the jury members. They saw her in Wayne's World, and they said That's this it. is delightful, <laughs> and she needed yeah. to pay the rent. And they said, we're going to have you do the most rancid shit imaginable. You're going to be in this fucking horrific movie. um, And you're going to like it. And she said, okay. And she got a paycheck. And I have to see it. You know how much I love Wayne's World. This hurts me. (laughs) You know Wayne's World is the only other movie I've seen. (laughs) This is fucking vile. I know. I know this. It's so, so bad. anyway, God. before before this horrific scene happens, there's a funny <laughs> penis joke because they say on the trial he had penis envy, 
And then Polly is like, oh, say it again? What envy? <sighs> envy of what? Did you is say penis envy? Can you say that again? Is this goes on for, for like really long. Like <laughs> The whole joke is penis. Oh my god, I forgot another rancid joke that I, that I wrote down. Uh, <laughs> which is the first note I have is before he even goes in... This is a racist joke, I guess. I don't, I don't know if I should explain this, actually. <laughs> There's a joke of how Pauly Shore is racist because he mistakes someone for O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah, he That's super does do that, huh? I'm not sure the joke was supposed to be that he's racist, but, like, that's... That's the implication, right? There's an awful lot of O.J. references in this movie, which is, like, timely... Comma. Oh, yeah, there's like... a reference to the fucking... <laughs> Uh, the fact that wasn't a there a reference high... to uh to yeah 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 there's is there's references to like Judge Ito and all this shit and it's like isn't it funny yeah. that a very high profile man was on trial for murdering his wife in a horrible way and also an innocent man and uh he just got off free isn't that cool and fun yeah I feel like there was a there was a Dershowitz reference somewhere. Yeah, this, it's, uh, that's among the most 1995 things I can think of. Um, yeah. 1995 comedy I mean, I, loved the OJ yeah. trial. Oh, yeah. God help him. Um, what is the next goddamn thing in this review? <sighs> yeah, so this is, but this is where, this is where the 12 Angry Men bit starts, and this is where, like, the whole thing oh, yeah. of the movie just, like, so bewildering to me, because, like, the joke is that we're doing the 12 Angry Men thing of isn't the guy who, like, every evidence points towards him being mm-hmm. the killer? What if his, what if he's actually innocent? Uh, isn't there reasonable a, yeah. doubt? But it doesn't work if at the same time you're also trying to play the joke that he is actually a sicko and he's like a guy, like a disgusting guy. That uh, and this ties into like I feel like the if if the very bad transphobic scene hadn't been in it, it might have it might have been like less unbelievable, but. To, to 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 make the joke that uh yeah how can it's we like talk about trying this? to have it it's trying to have it like five different ways right because it's yeah. trying to have the 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 killer act or the 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 suspect actually be like a sicko who is like attempts to rape this person i guess like yeah. that's the joke here on the in that scene um but at the same time, tr- at the end, he is innocent, I guess. Because Stanley Tucci did it. So what? Like, is he, a, is he just a serial killer, but he didn't, like... It just doesn't... He's... It doesn't work. It's nothing. This movie is nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> this movie is absolutely <sighs> nothing. Who plays this guy? They... Sean Whalen? And, and whatever even in the... else. Uh, I'm looking at... I'm looking at the the filmography of Sean Sean Whalen, who plays Carl Wayne Bishop, the killer sicko, mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking at some of his his credits. Um, he was in first off, he was in Twister, so write that down. He was in yes. he was in and just a bit of a hint towards a 
another future sicko to look forward to. He was in 2006's Employee of the Month. So <laughs> he played he played passport officer in Men in Black. I thought I had seen this guy before, but I, I don't know if I actually have. Uh, he looks kind of like. He he kind of makes me he kind of gives me vibes of like an off-brand uh Willem Dafoe kind of a mm-hmm. little bit. Just a little bit. But um I thought I had recognized Sean him from things Wayman. but I guess not. Yeah. W H He was apparently in Batman Returns but I don't know who he played. <laughs> he probably had like small roles. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Uh, I just wanted to look miserable. at the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Interesting. I'm just. Okay. Just clicking through the writers on this movie. Two of them <laughs> no. only have this one credit. Cool. And the third one also wrote a couple of other movies, including Richie Rich. Great. Uh, starring Macaulay Culkin. Great. Um, <laughs> That's what I look for in my License to film Drive, writer. starring oh the two Corys. So... <laughs> 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 How did this? I don't know how this movie. I know. I know how did this get made is like a famous bad movie podcast. But I don't think a lot of for. I think for a lot of movies they cover. It's kind of obvious how it got how they got made. I really don't know how this movie got made. This I don't understand this movie. This movie. I feel like this movie was put together in the same way that like. You end up with a pile of shit when you're clearing a table off. Like, just get all this shit off here. It, it, like, yeah. just whatever. It... Like, even, and then when the 12 Angry Men bit starts, you know, for, like, 10 minutes, we still don't see any, like, it's just another montage, right? Like, yeah. where all the, where all, everyone is, like, trying on the hot dog costume, where Polly scribbles like some mathematic formulas on the table, and the joke is that he's just like trying to fill time or whatever. Mm-hmm. That happens Which, for fucking. Like ever. it takes really long, and then there's like a bit where it's like turns out that he got the he got the hotel manager to give him a nicer room. Yeah. I don't know how. He's like sneaking around and then he ends up in this big fancy room and it's his now? I think because he like manages to like advertise for his hotel oh, in the yeah, TV that's right. news coverage. Which I think and he for does that, by just he like gets this big fancy room. Yeah. 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 Just like walk hey. to the camera and, and, and yeah, go stay at this hotel. I don't yeah. think that exposure would be worth, like, getting this big room. Like, not to... Not to nitpick shit. (laughs) Yeah, not to nitpick... Not to to nitpick uh, the marketing industry. Uh, Looking at the cast and crew, by the way, um, we have one of our... One of our future... One of our future sickos was uncredited in the cast. (laughs) 
Uh, we had we had Andrew Dice Clay as Uncle Sal. Oh. <laughs> okay. Remember how funny it Can't was that when Paulie Shore. More about him. God, remember how funny it was when Paulie Shore was trying to try out as a sexy dancer, and his uncle was the one running the club. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That was Andrew Dice Clay, who I wouldn't be that surprised makes a if lot he had. Of sense. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he had something to do with, like, the amount of racism in this movie, <laughs> but we'll fucking see. Um, well. there's, you, know a, you know a movie is gonna be something when there's a, a, a character listed in the credits uh, who's listed as Japanese Suicide Man. Silence. That's funny. <laughs> Just, it's very funny. It's very fucking funny. funny. What the fuck? So funny. There's there's hold like on, a lot of racism on. going on. Okay. Hold the fuck on. I was just what glancing the? at the I was glancing at the cast and do you know who has a bit part in this? Who has a bit Fucking part in this? Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> 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 So I have not seen Napoleon boy. Dynamite. Oh my god. <sighs> That's very good. I have not That's... seen Napoleon Dynamite. I just know that the Napoleon Dynamite guy is just famous for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's... Oh my god. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is... Um... I was looking at... Something else. What the fuck do I have? The oh yeah, I went on Sean Whalen's filmography. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. There yeah. we go. <clears throat> there we go. The fuck was I gonna talk about? Uh, there's a lot of racism going on with one of the jurors. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the jury members. Uh, because yeah, Polly yeah. keeps being racist to him. So that's great. And they have the, the there's the Chinese food bit that I mentioned already. Um, eventually, they all get like really mad at Polly. There's like a pregnant woman there, and they're like, "We all need to get away from here." This other guy has football tickets, which is I think directly a thing from Twelve Angry Men. Uh, there was also God. a guy who a guy who wanted, but like in Twelve Angry Men, there's like this whole bit about like morality and whatever, and isn't it your duty to like? defend the innocent even though they seem very guilty and that you shouldn't put shit like i gotta get uh, i gotta get to this football game ahead of you and this one it's like one whole joke like the whole idea of the whole idea of trying to defend innocence uh or like taking reasonable doubt seriously is like one big joke because at the same time it also wants to have like a psych a psycho killer for funny jokes um, but yeah. also at the same time, he's not actually guilty. He's guilty of other uh, horrible crimes. Just in this case, he's not guilty of being a serial murderer. I guess. I guess. It does nothing. And then in this they movie like works. find. Like eventually, eventually, Paulie starts finding some actual things that uh, that contradicts with the case. But at that point, you're like so uninvested because the movie does the movie is completely uninterested in making you want to care about the actual murder mystery yeah because it's just one big joke so you can't it 
can't get you to care for the sudden like actual clues Polly starts fighting because up to then he's just been bullshitting because he wants to have his fancy hotel room yeah he doesn't give a shit there's never any so it's like it's like really cares. goes yeah it just flips from it flips from going from uh he just like he all, all the other jury members are like really annoyed by him to suddenly they're like actually convinced that there might be something up yeah um there's it's, so there's it, that and then eventually <laughs> like tia ferrera uh tia carrera uh finds out about polly's uh Polly's luxury room and he gets kicked out of the jury or something yeah they yeah it some shit about them declaring a mistrial uh yeah and so the case I guess they have to you know what happens when you declare a mistrial is that the it just happens a second time with um you know, a different jury and... With a uh, different jury. Basically. Um, so Polly is back to looking for styrofoam with I mean, stepdad. in 12 Angry Men, there was... I remember the thing in 12 Angry Men that was, like, about, about like, a similar thing where it was, like... Henry Fonda was, like, really insistent that, like, you know, if we can't decide before like our decision period goes up they're gonna disassemble the jury and come up with a different one and that other one is definitely gonna declare him as guilty so this is our mm-hmm. one chance or whatever in this mm-hmm. one it's like okay who cares <laughs> yeah it's it there it, it just never returns to it like it never goes back to the court after that they just like you just the, yeah the way it ends is like not to jump to the end, I'm just trying to, you know, not to talk too much We can't about the do end. that. I don't think there's... I would love to. <laughs> uh, well, we like... find out, I think maybe what we what we can bring up is that the clues that Tommy finds is that there's a stun gun involved, right? Yeah. Which will then come back later. Yeah. Um, but, so... Like, okay, so at the end, what I, like, what I'm getting at with, like, cause, cause he finds, he figures out that Stanley Tucci done it, and he has evidence, I But he guess? doesn't, right? Like, yeah, he exactly, doesn't he figure doesn't. Out, he doesn't figure out that Stanley Tucci did it, he just figured out that an environmentalist did it. Yeah, he's, like, trying to go to all and of I the think other he, journey. And he goes to Frank, he goes to Frank at first just because he's like we got to get the jury back together yeah we got to reunite the jury because that's how it works yeah yeah and he that's goes how it to all the other ju- yeah yeah and he's like look i got i got i got evidence and uh stanley tucci is like oh no he figured me out and um but like what i'm getting at is that like even though he he this whole part happens we never go back to the court. There's never any, like... No. Carl Wayne Bishop is, like, gone from the movie after this. And yeah. it ends with, like, We don't basically... know what happens to him. Yeah, it basically just ends with Judge Abe Vigoda giving Pauly Shore a big medal. Like, I don't remember if there big actually is a big medal involved. Big $5 check. Big $5 check. And it's just... That's... That's... 
that's all that happens. And then Polly Shore says, I'm going to be a lawyer. Well, no, he doesn't. I was expecting him to say, I'm going to be a lawyer. But then it goes, it, he's like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And then the funny cut to him back at the, the male dance place, dressed up as a funny yeah, judge but- in the big funny white wig. And I was like, okay, <laughs> at least it didn't end yeah. with him saying, I'm going to go be a lawyer. And then it cuts to but the little on-screen text of the epilogue <laughs> where it's like, he used the money from being a funny stripper to become a lawyer. And I was like, God fucking like this, damn it. Everything. This movie this movie doesn't earn uh, here's what happened to our hero later on screen this text. Movie, uh, this movie doesn't earn being a movie. This movie doesn't yeah. earn a damn thing. No. I just want to talk on... ab- about the hilarious comedy sequence when when uh, when Polly goes to Stanley Tucci's place and he's like, we're gonna reassemble the jury. And then there's like several bits where like Stanley Tucci takes out a gun and then Polly's like, yes, that's a good idea. We're gonna need a gun. And then he puts it to Polly's head and then he's like, what? <laughs> like... Yeah, he didn't figure out shit, right? Like, and even when it's when when it becomes very obvious that Frank is the killer because he, Frank is Stanley Tucci's Stanley Tucci's character name to those who didn't watch the movie. Um, <laughs> even <laughs> to, when it becomes like us. to all of you, I fucking if any if any of you dares to watch this movie, I swear to God, <laughs> I will show up at your place. And uh, don't you fucking dare watch this movie. <laughs> you know what the worst part is i had to pay to watch this fucking movie why are you doing this shit i'm 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 there's no other way to watch it there's either it's either i pay to watch it or i get my brand new thousand dollar computer a million viruses and i'm like yeah, that's fair. I guess I'm I gotta pay four dollars. I watched this on one of the websites that has like five porn pop-ups if you click on it. Um, but I'm not gonna like pay money for this shit. I can't believe I paid money for this goddamn movie. I'm so <laughs> mad. Uh, and then there's like a final bit, like before, like where like Frank ties him up, uh, him and. Uh, uh, Tia Carrera, who is now for some reason likes him, even though like right before, like she was the one who was like, "You are just doing this to live free in this fancy place. I hate you, and also you've been a pervert to me all this time." Now yeah. she likes him because yeah, they're like tied up happens. together, I guess, by the bad guy. Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, and then there's like a comedy bit where he tries to get his dog. To, like, save him, but, uh-oh, Jeopardy is on, and this dog loves to watch Jeopardy. The dog, the dog is so funny. But then so the funny. dog comes anyway. Can we fucking... I hate this fucking dog. I've never hated a cinematic dog. dog so much as this one. This fucking dog. Pickable piece of shit. It made <laughs> me like Alex Trebek less. By seeing him on, on Jeopardy on the TV screen. This sullied his reputation. In the movie. This... Ugh. Yeah. So the, but then the dog eventually does eventually show up and rescues them and then fucks off again to watch more Jeopardy. And then the movie ends with... Uh, Polly becomes a erotic stripper who then earns money to get to law school and become an attorney. 
and Peanut accomplishing his lifelong dream of becoming a contestant on Jeopardy. And I don't think I've ever been so mad at an ending of a movie. You can't just fucking put... You can't put a fucking dog be on Jeopardy. Not in this movie. Like, not after the shit you've done to me in the past (laughs) 80-something minutes. You can't put a dog on Jeopardy and be like, haha, that's a cute joke. No, it's not cute. A dog can't be on Jeopardy. (laughs) Woof is not a valid answer. (sighs) (laughs) The dog can't say what is to start off his answer. So even if the answer was like bark, he Dog wouldn't be able say to what do what it. Is. He can't. Yeah. This movie this movie the, is Alex fucking, Trebek wouldn't do it. This movie is fucking rancid. This movie is violent. 0% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Nobody likes this movie. They shouldn't. If you like this movie, <laughs> fuck you. Three and a half star reviews on Letterboxd. After careful deliberation, I've decided this still holds up. No, it fucking doesn't. It's so fucking racist and transphobic. Like, even if... Are you shitting me? Even if there were a couple of good jokes. This fucking movie! What is wrong with people? (laughs) The people writing positive Letterboxd reviews are the, the people who made this movie. Like... Yeah... It's it's your fault that this happened to Polly Shore, if you it like is. this movie. Yeah, you're to It's blame. your fault that he's washed up now. It's your fault that he has a band of old people who I still know don't know who, how he finds them. Like if if someone from the Crusties of Polly Shore and the Crusties, like just like wants to like come on the show so I can interview them because how did Polly how did Polly find you how did you get in a band with Polly Shore how did that make you feel <laughs> don't you love yourself do you do you have any <laughs> don't respect? you love your life I'm I'm certain that the Crestes from Polly Shore and the Crestes are like people who have a real job and like as a side gig they're like I have this band. I don't know who Polly Shore is, but sure. Yeah. We'll cover Rocket Man, I guess. <laughs> they have no idea. Roger Ebert they... writes, The comedian Polly Shore and I would find ourselves in agreement on one thing. The characters he plays are obnoxious. <laughs> we part company, alas, on whether they are funny. I say they are not. <laughs> God. This and then he says, I think that I think the... The Ebert review on this is interesting because uh, he says this was written. This was written in 1995, and this was the last moment in time where someone could 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 put Polly Shore in a category with these people. Because he says uh, jury duty is another entry in the national dumbing it down sweepstakes, giving us a character who likes jury duty because hey, when you sequestered the room and board are free. Uh, after Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber, after Adam Sandler and Billy Madison, after Chris Farley and Tommy Boy, here is another character whose appeal rests on rudeness, stupidity, and the ability to make loud bathroom noises. And then he says, this is my favorite part of the review, because then he says, um, in this business one becomes a connoisseur. <laughs> I can now <laughs> see that Carrey is a virtuoso. <laughs> Farley is at least hardworking. Sandler is hopeless. 
A polyshore bypasses all categories to achieve a kind of transcendent fingernails on the blackboard effect. <laughs> this goddamn movie. This goddamn fucking movie. I'm so mad. Like, you told me... You said to me, this movie is gonna ruin your mood. And you were so right. Yeah. Oh my god. It did mine. Like, I'm thinking about this like, movie. At least, with, at least with In the Army now, you know, it gave us something to talk about. Because it yeah. does military propaganda in a way that, like, whether it's effective or not, you know, it can be taken apart. Like, this movie gives us so little to hang on yeah. to. This movie it gives us just, nothing. It is just very unpleasant. The plot is not, there's not a plot or or it's too much or I don't know. Like it doesn't care. It doesn't care whether it has a plot or not. It doesn't care about itself. Yeah. He's just this... fucking, director of the movie got the, got the, got the call from uh, Lorne Michaels that he's going to direct the next SNL movie. <laughs> he's already looking forward to that. Night at the Roxbury uh, paycheck. He's, yep. he's like excited to have Jim on it. He maybe he treats Polly like this because he has a gym. It's like you know how the Game of Thrones guys didn't give a shit because they had Star Wars in the future and then they didn't uh-huh. get it. It's <laughs> this is the story I'm constructing for uh, fucking John Fortenberry. <laughs> the John Fortenberry uh, headcanon. Polly Shore <laughs> <laughs> was so excited to work with Jim, but then Jim saw jury duty. But he said, and he nah. said, nope. He said, you know what? Nope. Uh, I have another script for a little movie called uh, The Truman Show. And I think I think <laughs> I might be better off using my time for that. that. Was that? Tr- the Truman Show. The Truman Show. Yep. Or in 1995, The Truman Show came out. Or 1998, sorry. Yeah, Truman Show and Night at the Roxbury both came out in 1998. If you can fucking oh believe that. Yeah, this it was movie... a good call by Jim. Yeah, I think he I think he made the right one. <laughs> For once. Lo- <laughs> For once. Looking back on it. Oh, God, this fucking movie. And I'm using my Sunday talking about it, like... <laughs> well, I guess... I, gotta, I guess that was a move. The movie. Uh, I don't have anything else to add. Um, no, me neither. There's fucking what, what is there to add? This movie has a TV tropes page. That's what I'll add. They all have. Oh, yeah. I think it just copies out Wikipedia or something. Yeah. Well, the ch- they have. Nobody they have exactly six. They have exactly six yeah. uh, tropes listed on here. Excellent. Um. Just so fucking bad. It just. Just <laughs> sickening, sickening, disgusting. Movie. Uh, I I really hope Biodome is like at least watchable. <laughs> I wonder. I do wonder if like. Uh, I really wonder if people have allegedly like embraced Biodome. Because they watched mm-hmm. Jury Duty right beforehand, 
and, like, nothing... Like, if this is a case where, like, this movie makes fucking In the Army Now look like some top-tier cinema. This, like, I really, like, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if, by comparison, Biodome is, like, a breath yeah. of fresh air. And, like, but it doesn't, it like, it doesn't ha- I mean, stand I up on its own. Yeah, like, I mean, you need I the context of jury duty to enjoy it. Yeah, I can't. I can't see uh, fucking in the army now and jury duty like already excellent <coughs> Hollis career, but he yeah. somehow like got this the next film deal for Biodome. But at that point, like nobody wanted to see that. Yeah, like not to not to uh, hold out the hold out the be. I I'm being I'm being Lucy and Charlie Brown at the same time. Holding the football for myself. <laughs> and then pulling it away when I watch the actual movie of Biodome. <laughs> but I am... Um, yeah, I... Uh-huh. I hope there's, like, something to enjoy in that. I found something about Underfunded, the movie where that was directed by the director of this movie um, and had two people who have seen it. Uh, and it's apparently... A comedy drama made for TV movie that aired on the United States Cable Network Channel USA Network on November 2006. Um, Starring Matthew Zickel as Daryl Freehorn, an agent in the Canadian Secret Service. And I don't know why it even has a Wikipedia page. But... Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what's weird. Because if you scroll down on Jury Duty to the bottom, it has this whole, like, thing of films directed by John Fortenberry. Like, I think John okay. Fortenberry just, like, keeps his own Wikipedia page so that all of his movies at least have, a, have an entry. Because who would care? <laughs> like, who would make a Wikipedia article for John Fortenberry and then, like, list yeah. all of his movies and make make a Wikipedia article for Medusa Dare to be Truthful? With, like, a whole, like, plot summary thing. <laughs> There's a Wikipedia article for Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred, which which received mixed to negative reviews. It was, however, considered an improvement over the original. Oh, my God. Considered by whom? Uh, yeah, by whom? The Wikipedia citation. Top the top review on on IMDB, the title of it is Polly Shore is the Antichrist to five exclamation points. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. That that's not fair. <laughs> D- judging 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 Polly Shore by this movie simply yeah. isn't fair. That's that's why it's mean yeah. to him. That's one of the many reasons why I'm it's saying like this movie is mean to Polly. Judging Shore. the Velvet Underground by that one album where like Lou Reed wasn't even on it and none of the original <laughs> members were on it and Doug Ewell was singing all the songs and writing them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference everyone will get. <laughs> For all the Velvet Underground heads in the audience. This goddamn movie. All right. Um, so, next week, we're going next to watch week. Biodome, Biodome. starring 
directed by Jason Bloom. Um, okay. I don't know if that's a that's someone. Just gonna check uh, if Jason Bloom has done anything. Yeah, let's see. No, not really. He's done as the director no. of Biodome, and that's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's directed episodes Excellent. of Veronica Mars and I Zombie. Wonderful. Uh, starring. So we're gonna watch Biodome starring uh, Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin, um, which revolves around two clumsy dimwitted slackers. Um, and has themes of environmentalism combined with drug use, sexual innuendo, and toilet humor. Wonderful. Everything. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the the plot. I just kind of caught caught sight of this real quick. Best friends: Bud, Squirrel, Macintosh, and Doyle Stubbs Johnson. So we're back to that formula. Um, Squirrel is like almost like a weasel. Squirrel is almost like a weasel. I'm hoping that they're trying to bring back the catchphrases. Please, we've been starved. <laughs> Just say grindage once. Please, I'm begging you. Say buddy. Please say grindage to me. Please say uh, this grindage. This has the, uh, what, what I am excited for though and I don't want to I don't want to. I mean, I guess we already said the uh, uh, tenacious D thing, but this movie has cameos. So, yeah. That's exciting. Many Many cameos, it seems. Oh my god. Oh my god, this god. incredibly cursed sentence. This is, I guess, a preview <laughs> for next episode. Incredibly cursed sentence. It says, On December 18, 2013, Stephen Baldwin appeared on Man Cow Muller's radio slash TV show, confirming that he is in talks with Polly Shore about making a sequel to the film revolving around the children of Bud and Doyle, their characters. <laughs> in 2013, why are you going on Man Cow? First off, should <laughs> <laughs> go if you're on Man Cow's show and talk about Biodome, wanting to make a Biodome <laughs> sequel. Something went incredibly wrong in your life. That's and that doesn't even account for the fact that Alec Baldwin is your brother. Yeah, fucking miserable sins and. But the good news is, he said this in 2013, and it's 2022 yeah. now, and nothing has happened as a result. Probably because he said it on Mancow. So, God, I'm looking at I current day image. If you just Google Stephen Baldwin, the like first image that comes up is already so cursed. What, the, what is wrong with this Stephen guy's Baldwin. face? It's, is it his Wikipedia image? No, his Wikipedia image is different. me god <laughs> he uh, oh my god there's an image of the entire a... baldwin family and oh no they all have something fucked up with their mouths going on <laughs> they all look like that <laughs> they all look like that they're all like different sliders of the same like <laughs> and the same character creator but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is your base model. Oh my god. Apparently they did a movie that featured all four of them. They better fucking not have. Of course. It's, they that's did. what the news article says. It says Daniel Baldwin wins the award for film featuring all four acting brothers. Alex says he's very proud. 
It's, yeah. Oh, it's a documentary about the Baldwin brothers. Okay. Whatever, that doesn't count. You, yeah, that's not a film. Yeah. That's Documentaries not film. are not movies. It's an e-true Hollywood story anyway, so that's a TV <laughs> documentary. Who fucking cares? That's nothing. That's um, nothing. So that's meaningless. I guess we're gonna we're gonna learn about Stephen Baldwin next week. I will say God, like, one of the things not. that th- this movie was the only one where like Polly was on his own and it was miserable. So maybe if he has like a sidekick again, yeah, it's gonna get better. Even if his Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. Him without a sidekick, or, like, him not being a sidekick, whichever may be the case, it just yeah. doesn't fucking work. He needs he needs somebody else there. That's, that's a big problem. This fucking movie. God <laughs> damn it. Well, we're never gonna... I'm never gonna watch this one again. So... Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, no. I guess that's You're not gonna that. catch me seeing this again. Jesus Christ. No. Not even if this play, if this plays, I'm walking out of the room. If this plays on an on an airplane, I am jumping out. If I feel like if I watch any segment of this movie again, like I'm just gonna die. Like it's gonna kill me. Like it's yeah. it put an agent into my head of some type. And if I see any, if I see it, if I have to bear witness to it again, I'm just gonna explode. I can't do this. I can't do no. this. Can't be done. No. no. Never watch this movie. If you I don't watch think this movie, even I hate like <laughs> even Paulie like sometimes puts up classic clips from his movies on onto his YouTube, but I don't think he would put up anything from this. <sighs> like, mm. it's this is. Mm. This why is so was, sad. The man, why was Stanley the man Tucci may not, in this? Why was Stanley Tucci in this? What was he doing? Why did he do this? His career recovered, so like... I guess he was he, the only one who escaped the fate. I don't know. Yeah. He, I don't know. The, I don't miserable. want to say any... I don't want to say a single more word about jury duty. <laughs> yeah. I still have I still have several hours that I can use of today, and I I would like to use them <laughs> on better things than talking about fucking jury duty 1995. So, <sighs> all right, please come back for the next episode for Biodome, where we hopefully <laughs> have a better time uh, and are actually able to talk about the movie. Um, yeah, pr- prayer instead pray of for just us. like picking apart some randos letterboxd review. We didn't even get through the whole review. No, it was like nothing left. The The last thing was fucking... He says... He just talks about all the actors. Oh, yeah, we got until the Sonic Youth thing. and like. Yeah, we kind of started there and then went backwards. Yeah. <sighs> yeah no, uh, the rest of the review was Peanut Watches Jeopardy, on which I have already made my opinion clear. Mm-hmm. And then it says, Who are you people who don't like this movie? Why did does this have twenty six likes? This movie, this this review has twenty six likes, but like some of the other reviewers who liked this gave it one star. Here's a five star review. A five star review of this movie. I might be a little high, but this was a trip. 
That's one way of putting this it. This is the unhinged flip side to Legally Blonde, and I love it. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's that stuff that you are high on speaking out of you on this one. Yeah. Because I don't think it. I don't think you loved it. I don't. No. No. I think you just. You I just disagree. Loved that. Uh, yeah, your your letterboxed user Ivan Ivan six six six. Your mm-hmm. opinion is wrong and bad, and you should be ashamed of it. Go the fuck away. Get off of this website. Go do something else. Yeah. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Evil movie. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> that was sicko and Ebert. Um, that was sicko and now you know. Now you know about jury duty, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry right, we'll that you, you had next to hear week. about this. Uh, join the Discord, I guess, if you want to talk to talk about these movies. If you're one of there's like two people who are after last week on the episode, I said all the reaction was I've never heard of this Polish short guy. Like s- several people, but by that I mean two, have come out of the woodworks to say uh, I have seen every Polish short movie. <laughs> God. <laughs> So you're welcome. Uh, we yeah. have made a yeah, show for you. We finally uh, found our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! One more. Hey, one more episode of this season. Yeah. Yeah. One That's one more we movie, we and we're done with. Uh, we're done with Polly. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna have to figure out how to talk about Dancing you know, Man fanfic. Oh God! Yeah, we were gonna do that afterwards. I know. We'll talk about stuff there. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, stay crusty. Stay crusty.